You're listening to Kayama Community Radio. Hi everyone. Welcome to our new segment called Omnibus, Tales from the Blue Haven Community Bus. My name is Fred Hollis and my partner in crime is Imogen Dreisman. We'll be interviewing clients of the Blue Haven Community Bus for what we hope will become an ongoing segment. I'm just one of the volunteers who helps out with Blue Haven Community Transport. You probably see these buses around Kiama, Jerangong, Jaroa, Jamburu, Minamara, and even as far north as Wollongong. As a bus driver for Blue Haven, I've heard many interesting stories from Blue Haven clients, volunteers and staff, and people using the community transport services. It seemed a shame that other residents and the rest of the Kiama community didn't get to hear these stories. Now they can thanks to the miracle of radio and the brilliant new medium of podcasts. And my partner in crime is Imogen Dreisma. I'm a student studying law and have an interest in recording community experiences, especially during the time of COVID-19. As Fred said, we hope to conduct these segments on a regular basis. If you are a Blue Haven client, volunteer or staff member, we want to hear your stories. Don't be shy, we won't bite. So the first two passengers on the omnibus are Jan Dodge, who has 18 years' experience as a volunteer, and John Nash, who's retired from volunteering after 24 years. So you better put seatbelts on your ears, for the omnibus is about to depart. Hello everyone. Today we're joined by Jan, who is a volunteer for Blue Haven Care. And we're here in her lovely apartment in Kayama to have a chat with her today. Hi, Jen. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak to Fred and I today. Oh, you're welcome. How long have you lived in the Kayama area? We moved down here in 2000. Mm-hmm. And where were you living prior? We lived, lived in Glenory in Sydney. Mm. We signed a three-month lease on an orchard. Fifteen years later, we were still there. Mm. (laughs) And what made you make the move to Kayama? Mike had family here, so he was offered a job, Mm. and the job never eventuated. Mm. Um, I really wanted to go back to Sydney. I just didn't want to be here, but now you wouldn't drag me out of here. (laughs) So what sort of jobs have you had in your career and, and how did you get in into education? I was just lucky. I've um, always done reception work uh, and I did work for the Medical Services Committee of Inquiry for Medicare, the court cases and the taping of um, the court cases oh, okay. and, mm. and then doing the transcripts. How did you become a volunteer representative? I think that was just a position that that came up and they asked me would I do it and I said yes certainly. What, what does a volunteer rep actually do? You take care of the volunteers they may have a problem with something or they feel that they can't talk to the staff but that's that's the role I have very rarely had to do anything like that because we're all happy. The staff are fantastic, they're really really good. That's really that, good to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how long have you been doing volunteering altogether? 18 years. What got you interested in it in the first place? When we first came down here, we used to go to Shell Harbour Square and we were having lunch one day and there was a lady just up from us sitting on a walker. We got talking and she said that she belonged to a group that played cards and bingo and, mm-hmm. and she often had 
trouble getting there. And I said, oh, well, I can take you. And then it was the uh, Kayama Tuesday Friendship Group. Right on. So I started taking her there, and here we are now. And then you started volunteering yes. for Blue Haven? Yes, yes. And, and how long ago was that happening? 16, 17 oh, wow. years ago, yes. Okay. So I did both of them together. Mm. How have you found the people you've met through volunteering, either the clients, we'll call them, yes, or the other vol- volunteers? Yes. How have you got on with those people? Oh, look, everyone is different. Everyone has their own story. And it's so enriching and empowering to hear these people, the things that they've been through and, and their hopes and their dreams. And it's just wonderful. What did you actually find rewarding about volunteering? Look, it just makes you feel good. Half an hour, that's all you need to give. If you've got half an hour to Mm. to spare to volunteer, somebody would be very grateful for you to talk to them Mm. or write Christmas cards. I've done that before. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, there's a a thing called, um, I think it might be called Helper's High or it's volunteer high sort of thing mm-hmm. about I haven't heard that no it's, it's about the positive things you get about oh volunteer. you mean that sort of high yeah, yeah. Oh, no. yes yeah oh definitely <laughs> sorry very definitely I'm yeah. not used to that sort of no, high no 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 that's <laughs> either am I <laughs> we'll leave this bit in too don't worry about that <laughs> do you have any funny stories in your time volunteering that you'd like to share with us um some that you can't repeat <laughs> They're the ones we want. Two recent clients Mm. have been coming a couple of years and they were born and bred in Kayama. Yeah. And especially now that we're on the smaller bus, the stories, because they know everybody Mm. and they talk about, you know, who was married to who and Fred was married to Joyce. No, no, that's not right. You're missing the story. Now, you remember when, and it just goes on from there. Mm. And the farms that he worked on and the cattle, and sometimes they're just so funny arguing, you know, no, that's not right. That's not right at all. Yes, yeah. it is, because Joe and Fred were you, oh. Yeah. <laughs> it is quite interesting to hear all the, oh, the is, stories of... Everybody's got a story, and everyone has and a story, good, bad, or indifferent. Exactly, and everyone. they can be people yes. that have had good health until they were yes. seventy-five, and suddenly bad. Yes, or people that have been here since the nineteen forties. It's insane. Yes, the sort of lives they've had. But we've been very interested to hear about yours today. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing your stories. I think what you've said resonate with a whole lot of clients and volunteers at Blue Haven. And it's wonderful to see that people like yourself really enjoy the work that you do. Oh, thank you it. so much for your contribution to the it. community. You're welcome. This is Kayama Community Radio. Before we go on to our next passenger, I'd like to play some music by Tom Anderson. If you are a regular listener, you will know that Tom played us some of his music in our third podcast. You may be surprised to know that Tom is also a resident of Blue Haven, and it's only fitting that we have chosen some of his music for our Omnibus series. I really like this piece, which is called The Minute Rag. Hope you do too.
You're listening to Kayama Community Radio. For the community, by the community. And our next passenger is John Nash. Take it away, Imogen. Good afternoon. We're in wonderful Kaima Downs. It's a very windy day. We're joined today with John Nash and, of course, my trusty colleague, Fred. John, how are you today? Very well, thank you. Thanks. I'm out of the wind, which is the main <laughs> thing. <laughs> Before we talk about your years as a volunteer, what's your background? How did, how did you get to wonderful and sometimes windy Kaima? I came to Kaima first uh, after being on a farming property west of Parks. Mm. My family has a background of farming mm. all the way back to my great-grandfather and even before that. I had four daughters and none of them wanted to go on the land and they didn't marry a farmer. So while they were at university and getting educated, our property was being looked at by a mining company because Mm. they thought there was mineral underneath, copper and gold. And it got to the stage where they offered us a very reasonable price in those days. Mm. And having four daughters that didn't want to carry on with the land... I thought this is my opportunity to get out of farming, which was the first point. And secondly, my wife had problems with cancer and we needed to virtually retire. So I had parents that lived down the south coast of Batehaven and hadn't been to Kaima before. So we went to Batemans Bay and decided to travel north towards Sydney and see anywhere that we liked to live. First night we stayed down the coast somewhere. The next night we happened to stay at Kaima. You wouldn't believe that one of the real estate agents was Doug Mal Holdings. And I said, if that's not Doug Maloof from Canandra, I'll eat my hat. Because Doug Maloof was in my Apex Club mm. at Canandra in the oh, Central West. Wow. So what a coincidence. And mm. you wouldn't yeah. want to know, we, we bought a house in Kaima and that's how we t- tended to settle in Kaima. Fantastic opportunity to see the waves rolling in, coming from Central West where it was usually pretty dry and hot, and to get this lovely cooling breeze and hear the rumble of the uh, underground catacombs. Yeah, Yeah, we really enjoyed that time. So how long have you lived in the area? We've we've been here about 25 years. Uh, My wife passed away a few years ago, but I have four daughters. They live in Sydney and they come down periodically. I have nine grandchildren. So I've been told, a little birdie told me, that you've done 24 years service as a volunteer. So you must have started almost as soon as you got down here. Yes, I did, because there's nothing worse than being bored when you haven't got a job. And I went to the council and they were looking for drivers, and I thought, this will suit me to a T. Otherwise, I was back to gardening, and I'm not all that keen on gardening anyway. (laughs) So how many days a week would you do? I'd only do one or two days a week. It depends. We would have our regular runs and I would go with another volunteer and we would be busy all day. We could start at half past eight in the morning picking up a client and we wouldn't be finished till half past four or five o'clock. So we would do up to 400 kilometres a day, just two drivers, picking up and delivering and making sure you get your client to the doctors or whoever it was on time and then going to pick up the person who had been... uh, finish with the appointment and get them home again. It took a balancing act and the girls in the office at Community Transport were very good. They had it planned out. They could see what was going to work and what was not going to work and that was very helpful to us. I really enjoyed the company of the drivers I was working with. They were all volunteers and I found the staff at council were very helpful. We had contact by phone all day 
and with modern technology, I believe, at the moment, they're watching you like Big Brother, I think, more <laughs> they, than anything else. They are. And they know exactly where you are all the time. Exactly. So, so things right. have changed, but I enjoyed my time as a volunteer driver. Apart from the driving, Blue Haven does all sorts of other social outings and things. Did you do any of that? Yes, I did uh, take uh, some of the senior people to uh, cups of tea and this sort of thing that council would put on... Uh, at their functions. Also, I would take some of the young people bowling, and that was down at Albion Park, yep. the indoor bowls, the bowling alley, yeah. and sometimes we'd have a bit of a lash at it ourselves, but yeah. <laughs> the less said about the better. <laughs> so what sort of skills have you drawn from your previous careers that have been great in, in your volunteering? Probably didn't get many skills working on the farm because I was mainly talking to sheepdogs, <laughs> and that probably wasn't the right attitude to take with a client. <laughs> I had four daughters and they would bring me to hill pretty well, oh, right. <laughs> as well as my wife, Leslie. You're going to so. leave all that. <laughs> Not going near that. <laughs> but that's it's going in the I court. enjoyed people because running the farm myself, I was doing a lot of work on my own and apart from the sheepdogs for company, that's all I had. So I enjoyed the company of the clients. Picking up again on that skills question, if you were to think about what skills that you'd think a volunteer would need to be a good volunteer... I think, first of all, you've got to be a good listener. So what would you say would be the most rewarding things about being a volunteer? I think just being of service to someone else and helping people. I think the relief that people get when there is someone to pick them up and take them to a doctor and they don't have to worry about getting there on time, you're helping other people because you can see how much they appreciate the job that you're doing. It's a feeling of self-worth mm. and it makes you feel good. Is there anything you'd like to say about the volunteer service at all? I think one? it's a fantastic setup. I didn't know much about it until I came to Kaima. I think when you're retired, apart from gardening and <laughs> the normal jobs, and I'm not much of a gardener, so yeah. I, I found it a, a big contrast and a relief to do outside work. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Well, you're meeting people all the time yeah. and having a different experience, especially now when I was living on my own. The more people I meet, the happier I feel. You can get damn boring on your own. Yeah. yeah. So when did you retire from the volunteer? Only a few years ago. uh, The girls came in, handed me a certificate and uh, (laughs) took a little photo outside. That was the cut-off point. So I'll be ringing up to make an appointment to go to a doctor's (laughs) appointment next. And another driver will pick me up. So that'll that'll be great. My dad lived to 99, so I'm hanging in there. I think you're doing all right. (laughs) I'm hanging in there. Well, thank you so much, John, for joining us and being one of the first passengers on the omnibus. And we'll leave it there. Well, thank you very much. And I hope I don't fall off. (laughs) (laughs) KCR. For the community, by the community. KiamaCommunityRadio.org A quick note about Blue Haven Community Transport. Blue Haven provides door-to-door transport services to assist eligible clients in remaining independent and living in their own homes for longer. Services include transport to non-urgent health or medical appointments, shopping, library visits, community groups, social outings and special events. Blue Haven Community Groups are designed to encourage and support client independence and enhance their social, emotional and physical well-being. It's a great service for residents within the Kiama local government area who are assessed by My Aged Care as being eligible.
MyAgeCare is an Australian government agency that helps people access services so they can maintain a good quality of life as they get older. To be eligible, you need to be assessed as being frail, aged or living with a disability, a carer of such a person, unable to access public or private transport or a National Disability Insurance Scheme participant. If you want to find out more about the Community Transport Service, you can go to the Blue Haven website or you can call them on 4203 4055. Blue Haven has adjusted its services to help reduce the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic and they are vigilant in keeping up to date with the health steps to address this ongoing issue. I should note that Blue Haven is always on the lookout for enthusiastic and compassionate people to join their volunteer team. If you have the time, it's a great experience. You've been listening to Kayama Community Radio.